Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It can get better, but will it get better this season in the postseason for the Packers and the Texans? Welcome to Hour 2 on this Monday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We have a poll question. Uh, Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock, our streaming partner. Those chatting on chat row. Operator Tyler standing by to take your phone calls. We have two games. Coming up today and tonight, it's the Steelers at the Bills. Weather's still going to play a role here because you got uh, snow on the way, temperatures will be in the teens, and this is an afternoon game. you imagine if they played at night, how cold that was going to be? Uh, you have uh, Bills are giving 10, and the Eagles and the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers are getting 2.5. Chargers are meeting with Jim Harbaugh or set to meet with Jim Harbaugh. Adam Schefter of the Mothership will join us a little bit later on to talk about that. And Alabama has a new head coach, Kalen DeBoer, as he takes over for Nick Saban. 877-3DP-SHOW. Seton, poll question for hour two is going to be what? What? Uh, the losing team in best shape. Okay. Browns, Dolphins, Cowboys, Rams. Okay, so going forward. Going forward, sort of inspired by... Uh, McVeigh basically being like, yeah, we lost this time, but next year we're going to be awesome. That was kind of the vibe. Yes. Yeah. I, he didn't sound devastated, even though I'm sure he is, because they had a great chance to win that game last night. But I think given what we thought the Rams were going to be, what they turned out to be, they found their running back. They found their wide receiver, at least another one. And as long as Matthew Stafford wants to play, you got an offensive line there couple of uh, defensive players, you know, playmakers there. Still have Aaron Donald. You know, the future's pretty bright, I would think. Now, you're still in the same division with the 49ers. Uh, we have to wait and see what Seattle does with their head coaching position. And Arizona seems like Kyler Murray's going to be their quarterback moving forward. But um, I'm going to say Dallas because Dallas still has talent. Now, that defense didn't show up. And you keep waiting, you know, Dan Quinn's defense, and he's, you know, he's their defensive coordinator. They weren't a great defense the last month and a half of the season. You're at home. You're facing a quarterback making his first postseason start. It's the youngest team in the NFL. That doesn't happen. 
They might win the game. They don't blow you out. They don't lead 27 to nothing. They don't put 48 points up. They don't have a quarterback who has a near-perfect passer rating. The defense was embarrassing. And the offense, it took them a while to get started. Once they did, they were putting on some points, made it a lot closer. But I would still say Dallas because they have talent. Now, are they going to have a new head coach? Cleveland gets Deshaun Watson back, Nick Chubb back. That defense did not travel. That, to me, was pretty surprising. Uh, I like the Rams. I think there's a lot of things to be positive about with what we saw with them. As for the Dolphins, I never figured them out. And maybe the Dolphins didn't figure themselves out. But it turns out they were frauds. We kept waiting. Like, oh, that offense and Tyreek Hill, uh, Tua, staying healthy. Tyreek, maybe MVP candidate. Okay, Mike McDaniel, he's smarted, you know, he's outsmarted everybody until you're not outsmarting everybody. And I didn't think they had any chance to beat Kansas City, and they certainly played that way. But I would say moving forward, Dallas still is Dallas with all that talent. And maybe it's a Bill Belichick phone call away or a Mike Vrabel phone call away. But it did feel like Jerry Jones, this one hurt. And this is what he had to say after the loss. This is uh, one of my most surprises since I've been involved in sport, period. So this is uh, uh, that degree. I know how disappointed everybody is. So I'm a comment. In terms of playoff losses, where does this one rank for you? Well, I don't have, uh, uh, really, I can't reach back and look at a playoff loss. Uh, uh, but this uh, seems like the, uh, the, the most uh, painful uh, because uh, we all had such great expectation and we had hope for this team. And uh, uh, thought that we were aligned in a great shape, in great shape, and uh, uh, it didn't happen for us. Yeah, because you're thinking you're at home, you're playing great, you're supposed to beat Green Bay, and it's just a, a formality. We'll beat them. The question is by how many. But what Jordan Love did over the weekend and C.J. Stroud did over the weekend, that's not supposed to happen. It's not supposed to look that easy. Now, one Dallas did have a pretty good defense during the year. Certainly to start the year, we're like, oh, my gosh, Micah Parsons, you know, uh, Deron Bland, like they're they, Lawrence, they're making plays. Okay, that defense, there with the offense, firepower. And we wondered on Friday, what if it comes down to a coaching decision, as it has before with the Packers? Now, it wasn't close, so it didn't come down to that. But I still, when the Packers won the coin toss and took the ball, and I thought, man, that's confidence. Because I would think maybe you want to ease the quarterback in, you know, let him sort of absorb the atmosphere there, and then, uh, hey, maybe we stop them, then he comes in. It's like, no, we want the ball, and we're going to run the ball, and there's nothing you could do. And that, to me, signified the confidence level that Matt LaFleur had in Jordan Love and his offense. And here is the Packer head coach. Jordan Love, wow. That was, that's about all I can say, Pete, is wow. What he did and the poise he shows, the command he shows, 
the 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 touchdown pass to Dontavian Wicks. It was an all-out look. We were obviously in an empty set. He had, uh, I think it was Tucker, Max Protect, and that was a great job by Tuck uh, and the rest of our offensive line. And for him to hang in there and get that throw, and Wicks made a hell of a catch. What a moment for him. Um, it just shows the growth that he's had uh, from his first start versus KC to now. And it can get better, but will it get better? It's like March Madness, where all of a sudden George Mason or Butler, they're going to the Elite Eight or the Final Four, and all the coverage this week. Everybody's going to have verbal bouquets to talk about Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud. Will it continue? Can it continue? It can, but will it? What they did this past weekend, Houston's going to be on the road against Baltimore. Green Bay is going to be on the road uh, facing San Francisco. So the odds start to get even uh, longer that they could you know, replicate this success. And the Detroit Lions are going to have another home playoff game. Now, it's been over three decades since the Lions last won a playoff game. I know this was about two teams. It was about Matthew Stafford coming back. It was about Jared Goff, who got kicked to the curb by the Rams, maybe you know, looking for retribution there. But this was more than just a football game. This was sort of a rebirth for this city. Because over three decades, the last time the Lions won a playoff game, and the other sports franchises have been terrible in Detroit. The Pistons are the worst team in the NBA. The Red Wings failed to make a postseason appearance in eight seasons. And then the Tigers have one of the longer playoff droughts in baseball at just under nine seasons. So the Lions are the lone outlier here. Now, you did have Michigan winning the national championship, but I'm talking about the city of Detroit. And that's what I came came away with last night. The city of Detroit won last night. Here's their head coach, Dan Campbell. That is arguably the best environment I've ever been in. That that was absolutely electric. And I think what's crazy is I was coming down for pregame warm-up, and you could just feel it. It was humming. The building was humming, and I swear you could feel the electricity down the tunnel from where I was coming down, and it only just grew from there. So, man, our fans showed up in a big way. Um, that was clearly, and I thought, man, for two years now, it's been, that building's been rocking. That, it was different today. That was a whole nother level, which is what the playoffs are all about. Yep, you got to replicate that. Yeah, you get to host another playoff game. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Brandon in Tallahassee. Hey, Brandon, what's on your mind today? Hey, DP, how you doing? Good, sir. So even though it happened on Friday, my best of the weekend would be Mike Norvell signing the eight-year contract extension to stay with my Seminoles. And uh, the worst of the weekend, I want to compare the Dallas Cowboy fans to the Miami Hurricane fans because they always think they're back and they're going to win a championship, and they never do. Okay. Well, thank you, Brand. Well, college football, yes. He... Yeah, I'm still on Dan Campbell. Yeah. He's pretty – to go 3-13, and 9-8, and eight and 12-5 and five in Good. his three years there is a hell of a turnaround. Yeah. But having patience for this, because when he had his – uh, you know, initial press conference, we were like, we had fun at his, you know, expense. Yes. You know, oh, look at that guy. You know, that's not going to last. Well, it has. That's his personality. Yeah. 
and he's done a wonderful job there. By the way, at the, le- at the end of last hour, I said that there is a quarterback who is still not declared for the NFL draft, and today is the deadline. That quarterback is Caleb Williams. We're all under the impression Caleb Williams is going to the NFL. Today's the deadline for him to announce. Now, I don't know what he's waiting for, but I did find that curious. Maybe you have the day-to-yourself coverage-wise, even though you have two playoff games, but I'm not, I don't think Caleb Williams is staying at USC. I don't know if it's a case of, hey, I don't want to go to the Bears. I'm going to stay in college. Um, but I would think you'd, you know, seems like a foregone conclusion, a mere formality that Caleb Williams will declare for the NFL draft today since today's the deadline. Yes, Paulie. The past three or four days, there's been, um, I wouldn't even call it reporting. There's been some like fringe reporters reporting things about Caleb Williams and the Bears, and it's very speculative, but it's, how surprising would it be if he... Well, I think people got duped on TikTok or yeah. by a report that Caleb Williams was not going to play for the Bears. Right, but it's become now a, a topic well, of discussion based off nothing, those, to be fair to Caleb Williams. Those people are naive. Right. If you, you know, all of a sudden, you had these analysts who ran with it, thought it was real, and it's not real. There's nobody who's saying that Caleb, Caleb Williams is saying this or reporting this. It's, you know, I'm hearing. Well, I'm hearing is not reporting, but we do a lot of that. Yeah, Paul. Okay, this may be a bigger picture, but if you run the Bears and you see what the Packers now have in Jordan Love, can you afford to be decent at the quarterback position going forward the next five years in order to compete with them? Would Jordan Love's emergence make you say, we have to drastically improve the quarterback position and it's worth the risk, to whatever risk, to let Fields go and go to Caleb Williams? Or Drake May, whichever you choose. Well, you might have something in Justin Fields. You just need the right coaches in there with him. I mean, he does have the talent. But the Packers were patient with Jordan Love. They had the benefit of Aaron Rodgers there. But they knew what they had the previous year. That's why they were ready to move on. Packers organization. Now, it's like the Ravens. They're good. They are good. They, they, they picked the right player. They got the youngest team. Youngest team in the NFL. And yes, was it awkward to have Jordan Love as your first-round pick when you still had Aaron Rodgers? Yes. But they were planning on this. They were planning for the future. And they saw their guy. And they've proven correct here. So credit to them. And some of the draft picks, they've done a wonderful job. And usually I look at the Baltimore Ravens as that is the model When it comes to drafting, top to bottom, everything that they do, they do it right. And Green Bay has done a wonderful job this year. Solomon in L.A. Hey, Solomon, what's on your mind today? Hey, hey, Dan. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. You know, best and worst, huh? Well, I don't really have a dog in the fight. I'm a Chargers fan, right? I really like Detroit winning. I thought that was great for that home home crowd. Um, It was kind of, uh, you know, a, a, a... a great weekend for for certain teams of, of milestones, if you will, for Detroit. Um, I also liked uh, Green Bay win. Uh, the kids were too young to know that they weren't supposed to win. And um, worst of the weekend, I probably could just say I'm a Lakers fan and leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll give you a few details on what frustrates me with this team. 
still too, you know, still too dependent on AD and LeBron. Can't be consistent. Their shooting goes in the toilet when it comes crunch time. And they have defensive lapses. They can't complete a game. I, I'm just shaking my head. Yeah, I thought they were going to be really good this year. And I keep waiting for them to be really good. I'm waiting for them to be good. I'm waiting for them to be consistent. And it might not happen. And Darvin Ham may pay the price here. But you keep waiting. They had all these off-season acquisitions. Now they're talking about maybe trading D'Angelo Russell. Somebody's going to get traded. They're going to shake it up again. But, yeah, that's been a, uh, a big surprise for me, watching them play. And they are not formidable. All right, we'll take a break. Did we settle on the poll question for hour two, Seton? Uh, yeah, we did. We're going with uh, which losing team is in oh, the okay. best shape. In, in best shape. All right. Yeah. More phone calls coming up. We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend. Adam Schefter will join us a little bit later on as well. Jim Harbaugh is officially interviewing with the Chargers. I don't. I think he's going to interview with the Raiders as well. And then you have the Bill Belichick. And, and this was said to me last night. Belichick's going to wait. Belichick is not going to make any decision. If he, if he gets a job offer, he's going to wait because he's waiting for the teams that are in the playoffs because he wants to move into a team that's ready-made just like Tom Brady did with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You don't want to go in for a startup. You want to go in, and you are the missing piece. Take a break. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what? Too is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I didn't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. 
like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. All right, uh, let's go around the room. Best and worst of the weekend. <laughs> I didn't even know you were here today. Oh, yeah, I'm here. How's it going? <laughs> How about those uh, Packers? Yeah. <laughs> Do the Cowboys need a cultural change? If you're going to bring in a coach... Do you bring in somebody who changes? Like, what are you missing? That would be that'd be the one thing that I would want to know if I'm Jerry Jones. And maybe he knows that. What is missing? You know, are they tough enough? Do you bring in Mike Vrabel? Do you bring in Pete Carroll? Do you promote Dan Quinn? What is it? Do you bring in Bill Belichick? Do you hold players accountable? Yes, Eaton. You know, I hadn't thought of the whole part uh, about you know bringing Bill Belichick in and Jerry Jones loves the camera and Bill hates it and how one can cover for the other. Yeah. I really hadn't considered that because uh, I was always of this that same mind of like how do these two alphas coexist? But man, maybe there is a path there. But the only thing I would wonder about that is where Jerry says too much. He always says one line too much, and then somebody goes to Belichick and then says, "Hey." Jerry said this. It's like Mike McCarthy had to answer for Jerry saying, hey, his record speaks for itself, uh, but we're going to take it game by game in the playoffs. Well, that's not a ringing endorsement. So that's led us to where we are right now. He didn't give a ringing endorsement on Mike McCarthy. And once again, a great regular season team. And I've said this for years. The Cowboys, I don't care what you do during the regular season. I want to know what you do when you get to the playoffs. And we saw, once again, they weren't ready for the moment. And this is America's team. You can't say, well, the moment's too big for them. You're brought in and you're told. You are the marquee franchise in the NFL. You come in here, every one of our games, national TV, big exposure, big audience, everything about us in Dallas. We're bigger than the NFL. We're bigger than any other franchise here. So you can't say, wow, they weren't ready for the moment. Really? Everything you do is under a microscope, far more than any other team in the NFL. But that was what was surprising. They weren't ready for the moment. Yeah, Paul. To me, that's why it's so hard to picture Belichick, despite the media coverage of it, taking the Cowboys job if he was broached because he would want to be the GM. And if there's one owner that does not have a GM, it's the Cowboys owner. The other thing he would probably want is, I, I could actually see him saying this, Bill Belichick, I don't want you to do the radio show anymore. 
I don't want you to come down to the locker room and stand outside and do a press conference after every single game because that doesn't help us win in any way. And if things don't help us win, they're hurting us win. And I can't imagine Jerry Jones accepting either of those two things. Well, but Seton, to his point, Jerry's going to do all the talking. Bill doesn't have to do any talking. Now, he still has to go to a press conference there, but it feels like people are going to take Jerry's words and then ask Bill a question about that. And Jerry can't help himself. He's the guy who always thinks he can talk himself into something or out of something. And he can't. Yes, Todd. It feels like they need an intimidating coach that's less of a uh, player's coach. You know, from if you look at the McCarthy's and Jason Garrett's, Dave but, Campos, but it's who, been a while since you had the Tom Blanchard. But Landry. who hires them? That's why I think Belichick makes sense. You have to have it has to become the Cowboys' but, way, like the Patriots' but, way. But Jerry doesn't hire those kind of coaches. He's well. It's not working out the last three decades. Maybe it's time to hire that kind of coach. Oh, now you think he's going to like? At what point does Jerry finally realize that Jerry has been part of the problem, if not the main problem here? After yesterday's game, and you're 81 years old, like I don't know, your time's running out to it, do it, something. Yeah, Seaton. It could be. I mean, this is the most surprised he's ever been. Um, it's possible that he, you know, recognizes that window may be closing. Boy, he should. He should. Uh, you can't be that good of a businessman and then not be a good businessman right in front of you like your team that means so much to you and making the right choices and allowing people to do what you're bringing them in to do. And Mike McCarthy, we wondered about the hire from the beginning. Uh, got a very good resume. His resume is very similar to Sean Payton's. Uh, don't think he's a Hall of Fame coach, but I'm not a voter. But when he was brought in, it's like, okay. Then they got rid of Kellen Moore, and now he was going to take more control of the offense. But he did say he wanted to run the ball more. Well, they didn't. Dak had a really good year, and C.D. Lamb is his star. They got a tight end. Uh, Pollard wasn't as dominating as uh, I think we thought he was going to be. Saw a lot of bright spots with the defense. But there's something that is missing there. And I don't know if it's something cultural where you come in and now all of a sudden you got somebody who is you know, a little bit more of a taskmaster, a disciplinarian there. Yeah, Marvin. Yeah, he doesn't need a player's coach. He doesn't need like an owner's coach, like somebody that is just, you know, concede to every one of his demands. Like, no, no, this is how we're going to do it over here. If you want me as your coach, like I don't need you out there. Yeah, but he could tell him whatever he wants to hear. Until he gets there, and then Jerry's going to hold a press conference. And after every game, like, did you see the number of camera people and reporters outside the locker room waiting for Jerry Jones after the loss? They're, they're not waiting for Dak. They're not, they're not waiting for anybody. They're not waiting for Mike McCarthy. They're waiting for Jerry because Jerry will give you something. Jerry's always good TV. But... I, I'm curious how long he goes before he decides either I'm staying with Mike McCarthy or I'm not. Is it the end of the week? Like, at what point do you say, and maybe it doesn't matter, I don't know if Mike McCarthy needs this, but does Jerry, I would want to say to my team, this is the guy. If you're kind of, I don't know. Well, if you're a player, you got to be going, yeah, I don't know. Like, is he all in on this guy? You know, people wondering, do you move on from Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott had a really good year. I don't know if that's, you know, a, a real choice. Like, who are you replacing him with? That's, 
we loved we love to move on from people. We just don't know who we're bringing in after we move on. Like, all right, Seattle's going to make a decision in the front office uh, or ownership. They're going to get rid of Pete Carroll. Okay, I'm assuming you know who you're bringing in. Patriots. All right, we got Gerard Mayo. We're good. Okay, Falcons got rid of Arthur Smith. Do they know who they're getting? Carolina gets rid of a coach every month. Do they know who they're getting? Chargers moved on. Are, are, are you getting Jim Harbaugh? The Raiders, Antonio Pierce. If you, if you make that move, then who are you bringing in, and is that person that much of an upgrade? Yeah, Seaton. If you're watching the game last night, was the problem the players? I mean, if, if Mike McCarthy goes back and watches the game, were they not executing what his plan was, or was his plan just not right? I think it's a matchup. It was a matchup that uh, favored Green Bay, at least everything that I've read. You know, I, I don't dissect these games the way the analysts do, but it felt like Green Bay had a more physical team and they were going to run the football. And you combine that with Jordan Love, and it, the moment wasn't too big for him. And those receivers are all young. I, I think Dallas sometimes thinks because, think because they're Dallas, we just go out on the field. We're Dallas. These kids in Green Bay, they don't care. They're like, so what? Let's see if you can stop us. Oh, you can't? Oh, we're going to do that again. Oh, you can't? We're going to do that again. Oh, we're going to do it again. They walked in with no expectations. The Cowboys walk in with heavy, heavy expectations. Everything that they do, it's style points. Oh, you only won by. You know, when you have these teams that are really good in all sports and be like, oh, man, you only won by seven. What's wrong? Instead of... Green Bay, oh my gosh, you guys won by one. We don't break that down. We don't analyze. Same analysis with uh, these teams. You know, Houston, there were no expectations. It's just, you know, Cleveland's favored, good defense. C.J. Stroud, this is where it ends. You know, you got a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. But sometimes you can't factor that in to the outcome of the game because you're going, all right, Texans, you know, they're they're hanging in there. And then all of a sudden, a couple of pick sixes, and then next thing you know, it's a blowout. Green Bay. Hey, they went down the field. All right, at least they scored. All right, could be an interesting game, too. Oh, my God, they're up 27 nothing. Can't script that. Yeah, Paul. The Browns didn't pressure a rookie quarterback. They made one hit on him. They had four pressures the entire game. Miles Garrett made had, what, four tackles and no quarterback pressures or hits. Laramie Tunsil did a wonderful job on uh, Miles Garrett. Yes, Todd. To have that mindset, forget about the, you know, the abilities and the matchups, to have one team be able to play, hey, let's have fun and win the game and shock the world, and the other, the Cowboys seemed a little tense and anxious and stiff, like whatever happens, we cannot lose this game. That's got to be a horrible way to go into a game going, we've got to make sure we win this game. And I don't know if they went in with that, but I kept thinking Dallas is playing as if yeah, and even uh, you know the announcers talked about there. It seemed like there was tension, like like it it wasn't relaxed. Kevin Burkhart was talking about that, alluding to that with Dak and CD Lamb. Like there's tension, and not good kind of tension there. Yes, yeah, and I like you know Michael Strahan at halftime was like you can't play to not lose, you know, which could be yeah. sort of speaks to a little bit to I guess sure. what everybody's saying, but they were so tense and like we can't lose this game, but you you have to play to win. Ryan in Toledo. Hi, Ryan. What's on your mind today? Best and worst of the weekend. 
Uh, best of the weekend, definitely, to the Detroit Lions. I'm 37 years old, so I don't even remember the last time we won a playoff game. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty incredible night. Worst of the weekend, the NFL officiating. It's just terrible. We watched the Lions get screwed at the end of the first half. We watched the Rams get screwed at the end of the second half. We saw the Browns. We saw what happened in KC where we had Terry McCauley literally exasperated at the fact that they didn't force them to use a timeout on the Mahomes helmet. It's what do we do about it, Dan? Well, it's it feels like it's only going to get worse because of the magnitude of these plays, the amount of money that's on these games, and the reaction. You know, it's a visceral reaction that you're angry. But you're angry. I used to get mad if there was a bad call, but I didn't have money on Well, I did have money on it when I was gambling. But now you have so many people with so much money at stake. And now those those calls are costing you. It might not be your team that's losing or the call goes against you. Now it's that's my money that I'm losing. That's what I'm worried about with this. Because it's only going to get bigger. ESPN is now in the gambling business as well. And it's almost become this way of life that you have to have money on a game. Got to bet. Hey, I don't care about either one of these teams, uh, but I'm going to throw down something. I know how this works. That's what concerns me. So I think the calls stand out even more because the importance of these games might not be your favorite team, but the amount of money on these games. Yeah, Paul. People were going crazy when Mahomes had that hit. I can't remember the defensive back who hit him, and his helmet cracked. We all at home could see it perfectly, HD and the piece of is on the field, and everyone's screaming on social media, why aren't they taking Mahomes out of the game? He's got a cracked helmet. It can't be approved for usage. And it's like the refs didn't notice it. They let him play a play. Then they made him replace it and took him out. Yeah, I just don't know what the home office is doing. It's something like that. I mean, just stop the game. His helmet's cracked. That's all. I mean, stop the play clock. Hey, Patrick, you got to come out of the game. you got to get a new helmet. But there are times when you go, just... You have the technology to change this, to get it right. I know we don't want every play reviewed. But when you think about it, every play in the NFL is reviewed by us. Because there will be the play, and then you allow Chris Collinsworth or Kirk Herbstreet to tell you what happened in the play. They show it again. Well, we do take the time. I mean, the action lasts about six seconds. And then we talk about it for 40 seconds. And then it's six seconds. And then we talk about it again. Got to get these calls right. But the amount of money that is at stake, by the way, the sports books cleaned up on the Green Bay Packers, beating the Cowboys. Cleaned up. Uh, Jake in Wisconsin. Oh, Jake in Wisconsin. Hi, Jake. <laughs> What up, DP? Yeah, how about your Packers? Hey, man, it's been a minute since we talked. And yeah. Uh, quite a bit's changed, but we're looking good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? My best in the week, best of the weekend was definitely just watching the new era take over. Um, everybody in Wisconsin finally settled down. The questions of, is this our future, I think, is finally answered. Uh, it was a hell of a season. It was a lot of fun traveling the games, going to a bunch of them, and can't wait to see what we have, but dude, San Francisco, come on, they're they're tough. They've always had our number, but we'll see what we can do. All right, well, great to hear from you, Jake. 
Yeah, San Francisco's not going to be surprised. Dallas was surprised. I don't think the Niners, you know, if you're the Niners and you're watching that game with the Cowboys, you're going, all right, oh, all right, oh. I would not go in with any assumptions. I would go in and say we will treat them as, you know, Aaron Rodgers Packers or Brett Farms Packers. You don't want to get down, you know, 14 to nothing. You don't want to give them any more confidence than what they have. And that would be, I think, one of the goals this week of the coaching staff to let the Packers know, hey, we want you to be confident. Let's not be overconfident. And let's go in and have the same mindset in San Francisco that we had in Dallas. That would be, you know, but once again, this is the youngest team in the NFL. And you're asking these kids, because they are kids, or at least I have kids as old as them. And you're just going, hey, come on. That's just, you know, same way. Let's go in. Let's play our game and see how they react. Yes, Marvin. The Packers and the Texans, do they feel like mid-major schools that make it to the Sweet 16 or Elite 8 where you're like, oh, this is a great story. I'm not sure if I want them in the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, no, if, if, if it happened there, I think it's different in college basketball because in college basketball, you get on a run and then you'll have Butler, George Mason, or you know, one of these schools where you go, all right, that's a cute little story. All right, and Loyola. Yeah, okay. And then after a while, you go, okay, all right, that's nice. Some nice parting gifts for you. Now let the blue bloods. With the NFL, who knows who's a blue blood or a blue blood waiting. And Green Bay could be that or the Texans could be that. But both are on the road and both going against the number one seeds coming up this next weekend. All right, when we come back, best and worst of the weekend. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Texans are going to be a problem. Uh, you know, you put up 31 points. The offense puts up 31. The defense had a couple of pick sixes. And you went against one of the best defenses. So, uh, you neutralized Miles Garrett, which I thought was interesting. Laramie Tunsil did a wonderful job there. Uh, but now you're going to face the Baltimore Ravens. All right, uh, let's see. Let's go around the room. Uh, best and worst of the weekend. Todd, I'll start with you. Maybe obvious, but I'm going Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud leading Houston to a dominant win over the Browns. 16 of 21, 274 yards, three TDs. Youngest QB in NFL history to win a playoff game. Worst, incessant close-ups of Chiefs head coach Andy Reid's icicle mustache, <laughs> which I found to be very bizarre and off-putting. Looked like a walrus in the North Pole or something. It was super gross. <laughs> it, it, it was. It, it was gross. It was. Yeah. But it still was emblematic of the evening. Yeah. Where you go, is it cold? Yeah, it's cold. Well, how do you know it's cold? There's Andy Reid. It looks like it, it looked like his mustache was going to break. Like it would crack and fall off. Yeah, Paul. That should be his Hall of Fame bust someday. Uh, that was an awesome look. <laughs> oh no. I don't know what's in that mustache, Ooh. but that's you know, sometimes when it's cold out and you have a runny nose, and then all of a sudden he's got a coating on his uh, mustache. All right, Seaton, best and worst of the weekend. My best of the weekend were the quarterbacks in uh, Rams-Lions game. Uh, Matthew Stafford goes out there and gets booed and immediately throws, like, a no-look, six-yard <laughs> sidearm pass or whatever. Like, hell yeah, dude. That's a hell of a way to respond. Good for him. Uh, and Dan Campbell, actually, I was super impressed with him. And after the game, he flipped Jared Goff a game ball and said, hey, you're good enough for Detroit. Oh, um, that's yeah. uh, That must be... Let's be feel pretty good for Jared Goff. I was hoping that they would cheer Matthew Stafford prior to the game and then boo him when the game started. Like, give him a, hey, thank you, welcome, but we're here to kick your butt. Wanted his way out and then won. Oh. He, he did. It's like your ex going on to marry a millionaire and being like, hey, I'm happy for you. Happy for you. I'm glad you finally got the dis- guy you deserve. Good for you. I didn't think of it that way, but uh, all right. Uh, My worst of the weekend is if you're, okay, look, I know I'm alone in this. I know this is is the wrong sports guy, tough guy thing to say, okay? But if you're playing in cold weather, just put some damn sleeves on, okay? Travis Kelsey's arms were purple, and every time he dropped a pass, I was like, hey, idiot, put something (laughs) on and warm yourself up, and then you might be able to lift your arms fast enough to catch the damn ball. No, no. I know you're supposed to look tough. I know you're supposed to all of this stupid crap. How? You know what looks a lot better than having purple arms and looking tough? <laughs> Catching the ball and going for an extra 15 yards. That looks a lot cooler. I wonder if Taylor Swift said that to Travis Kelsey after the game. Travis, put some sleeves on. Maybe you'll catch the ball. Marvin, best and worst of the week. 
Uh, first best of the weekend, Aaron Jones, 21 carries, 118 yards, three touchdowns. He got busy, especially in the first half. Mm-hmm. And uh, other best, Dame Lillard with the uh, game winner. Actually, I have sound of you guys like to hear it. Oh, okay. Lillard goes into the front court. He's going to fire up a three for the win, and he hit it. Game time has arrived on time in overtime. Courtesy of uh, Bucks Radio Network, 143-142, the final there. Milwaukee has defeated my Kings 15 consecutive times. That is the longest active winning uh, streak against an opponent in the NBA. Stat yeah. of the day, stat of stat the day, of the day. Stat, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? one stat of the day. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. So there were other sports over the weekend. I didn't realize that, Marvin. Thank you. Uh, do you have another bester? Those are my two best. Okay. Paulie, best and worst of the weekend. I'm going to say Chiefs wide receiver Rasheed Rice. I mean, if they have a team MVP award, he might be Chiefs team MVP for basically handling all the receptions this weekend. And he's out of no, I mean, he was a great player for SMU, but they got Did him. Did he have sleeves on? I got to check. I, I think he has. Maybe we should check. Yeah, of course he did. Look how many. Yeah, but then Isaiah Pacheco had went sleeveless. Mm. And he had a great game. But Rasheed Rice, team MVP, what a great game. Eight catches, 130. Then in the Texans game, here's a sneaky one. Um, Stingley Jr., Derek Stingley Jr., remember his career? He was great in college, and then, then he got hurt his rookie year. He's really hitting his stride for the Texans defense. He's one of those guys there. You may not watch him play a lot because they're not going to show his side of the field much anymore because he's shutting people down. I thought he was going to be a Heisman candidate his freshman year at LSU. I thought he was, and I thought he was going to be a two-way player. I thought they'd have him play wide receiver. He was that talented. But he had five interceptions this year. Talented, talented kid. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Brian in Portland. Hi, Brian. Best and worst of the weekend. Well, uh, 6-1, 209. Week that's my first day. Um, best of the weekend is definitely the Houston Texans for me. It was just great to see a kid like C.J. Stroud do what he did. I mean, it was just super fun um, to watch that guy. The worst of the weekend was being here in the West Coast and expecting 10 a.m. football on uh, Sunday yeah. and have no football because it snowed in Buffalo. And I'm, it must have been the first time it's ever snowed in Buffalo where they had to cancel a game. Um, do you know you guys have a long you guys have a lot of history at your fingertips? Is there a lot of games that have been postponed, especially playoff games, due to too much snow and wind in the history of the NFL? I doubt it. Um and I don't know what those conditions are like today, but you know, this game is gonna be in what, six hours? Yeah, Paulie. I got fifteen degrees of kickoff for the Bills game and a fifty percent chance of snow. And they're also digging out from last night. Yeah, because they were offering anybody who would show up with a shovel $20 an hour to shovel. And that's what they're doing right now, trying to dig out of this game, to have a game. Pretty wild. Two games today and tonight. Final hour on the way. Just how serious are the Chargers about Jim Harbaugh? Adam Schefter will join us coming up. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.